What's up, guys? It's Arif. And this is Arsh. And welcome to Two Brothers and Their Sports. We have another incredible show lined up for you guys in Season 3. We're going to start off talking about our Super Bowl recap, what happened in the Bengals versus Rams game, and really, who should have won MVP. Then we're going to talk about the Kyler Murray drama. There's been so much drama with him unfollowing the Cardinals and um, the Cardinals trolling him back. Then we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game, who we think will win with Team LeBron, Team LeBron versus Team Durant. And then finally, surprisingly, Brian Flores got hired as the linebacker coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I'll get to my thoughts on that later, but really that's just surprising. So, Arsh, why don't you get us started with the Super Bowl recap? Yeah, the Super Bowl, this Super Bowl was an amazing game. I think that it was one of the best Super Bowls in the last history, in, the, in my lifetime, I think, because if you just think about it, Imagine how the veteran versus youngster, how great of a game, how close of a game it was. I mean, Joe Burrow played a great game in the first half. I think in the second half, he did not play that well. And that's the reason why they lost. But it's not his fault. He got sacked seven times. So I think that the Bengals are going to get back sometime. But I think the Rams are going to be are going to be really good for the next couple of years. And I think that it's going to be really hard for any team to beat the Rams in the postseason, so I think that it's going to be a really good season next year, and I'm really happy with the way this ended, just in the way that, especially Cooper Cup in his record-breaking season and how great he played. I don't know. I just really liked how great this season was. Okay, I disagree. I think about your Rams um, your Rams coming back here and being really good. Um, I first, yes, I, I said on our YouTube short that I think that um, – that the Rams will be back next year. I do think that will happen. However, I don't think the Rams are positioned better for the future. They don't have a first round pick until 2024. They haven't got picked since 2016 in the first round. And yes, we've seen that the Rams GM is um, making jokes about how they don't need picks. They'll just keep getting players. And that might be a new precedent in the NFL where you really don't value first round picks as much anymore, where you start trying to get better players that are proving themselves instead of a first round pick that may or may not pan out. Unless of course there's a generational talent or something like that. But I, I do think that the Rams, the Rams have a very good team. The problem is their salary cap. Aaron Donald may or may not retire. We really don't know yet, but he might need an extension. Um, Sean McVay needs an extension. Um, Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey's playing well, but his contract, I believe, is coming to an end pretty soon. Um, and they're 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 just gonna have a bunch of salary cap issues. Resign Von Miller, resign OBJ um, if they want to keep them. And we've seen Aaron Donald say, "Oh, I'll only come back if we run it back and have the same guys." So I think that's gonna be a really big problem for the Rams. I think next year we'll probably figure out a way. But beyond that, I don't think they're going to have to – they're going to sign a bunch of very good players to veteran minimum contracts. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, the Bengals, on the other hand, are very well positioned for the future. A Super Bowl loss is just a stepping stone. It's not something that they're going to dwell on. They're going to remember this. They're, they're going to use it as fire next year and yeah. motivation. But they are positioned better for the future. They have – a extremely young core, but very talented core, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, very, very young core group. And so they're they're really good. Their defense is above average, and I think that they're just better positioned for the future. Yeah, I think that it's going to be a really good future for both teams, but I disagree. I think it's going to be a better future for the Rams. I think this was an anomaly for the Bengals, and I think that the Rams are going to be really, really good next year. Uh, this is 
a crazy situation. Kyler Murray first, I think, unfollowed all of the um, Cardinals' social media accounts, got rid of all of the Cardinals, all the photos that he posted that associated himself with the Cardinals, a total media cleanse. And I think that's what really set everything off. I think there might have been some stuff before that, but as you can well, see, even the Cardinals did that too. They even they got rid of they trolled Kyler by getting rid of all his stuff. I mean, getting rid of all his photos from their Instagram as well. They did like the same thing too. Yeah, but I think that was after um the the um the Kyler Murray did it first, and Kyler Murray wrote he he changed his profile picture to an Oklahoma Sooner thing, and he I think it's been a lot of stuff that he's been um, talking about that he is not happy with this team. He is talking about how it's really, it's not been great for him with the Cardinals. He's embarrassed about his loss in the playoffs against the Rams. Nothing. I think he's, he's just not happy about how the season ended and he's extremely annoyed and irritated. And I think that the Cardinals are extremely irritated that their leader isn't the first one into the locker room and the last one out and isn't being the leader. He isn't being the guy that all the other teammates need him to be. He's just not being that guy that they need him to be. And I think that's the problem. Exactly. That's the exact point I was going to make. I was going to say that the Cardinals really want a leader. And we've seen at Oklahoma, Kyler is a great quarterback. That's no question about that. But he really historically has not been a great leader. He was a two-sport athlete. I really don't think he has that leadership gene that we see a lot of athletes have where they're where they're really like the best at their position and they know it and then they help other people get better. For example, Tom Brady. But obviously, Kyler Murray is not at Tom Brady's level. But what I will say is the Cardinals want that kind of guy. They want a guy that can lead the team. And we've seen in this playoff season, I mean, in this playoff game against the Rams where they lost um, embarrassingly, as Kyler Murray called it, they really, they Kyler didn't have lead in that game. He started throwing interceptions. He threw a pick six out of his end zone, which was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. Even, I understand the situation, but still, you cannot make that kind of throw at that kind of moment in the playoffs. And that just shifted the momentum. So Kyler's not, and the, the Cardinals even called him, quote, a not early in, late out guy, meaning that he doesn't come in early, start working, does all his stuff and does extra too to, to be a model for the team. He really doesn't do that. And so the Cardinals have said they want that guy. Kyler said he's, he's about all no nonsense, which he really hasn't alluded to any situations um, or any difficulties with the Cardinals besides unf- I'm getting rid of all the pictures from yeah. the Card- of, of the Cardinals uniform from his Instagram. However, there are, there's been multiple reports that there's tensions on both sides. But Arsh, let's talk about this. So what do you think if Kyler Murray were to leave the team where do you think he would go? And also, do you think the situation will straighten out and he'll stay with the team? Yeah, I think that he is going to leave the team. I think the major options for him is to wow. stay in the NFC. And most likely, I think that he might go to the Buccaneers or to the um, to the 49ers. Both of them are a quarterback away from another Super Bowl. And both of them are in the NFC, which I think are a lot worse there, if you're a good quarterback there, you're in way better position to make the Super Bowl than in the AFC right now. And I think that Kyler is not happy with the Cardinals. They're not happy with him. He didn't have um, DeAndre Hopkins for a lot of the season, but I think that he's still going to have to change uh, teams if he wants to be able to continue playing at the high level he did this year. 
And I think a lot of that, a lot of this frustration has come from Kyler Murray not having DeAndre Hopkins this season. And he hasn't really had a playmaker. Obviously, James Conner made the Pro Bowl. We'll, we already debated that where we think he shouldn't have made the Pro Bowl. But Kyler Murray really hasn't had that playmaking guy this kind of season. And this season, and they were the kind of team that was playoff caliber, potentially Super Bowl bound. So I do think the situation will get straightened out. We've seen that teams have hills and then they have valleys. I mean, they have um, mountains and they have valleys where at one time the team's really happy with the player and the same vice versa as well. And then the exact opposite will also happen. So I think this is a valley, but the peak's bound to come. They're going to work this out with Kyler. I don't know if it's about money, if it's about a contract, but I do think they'll get this work done. Kyler will stay at the Cardinals. I really don't see Kyler Murray would even leave the Cardinals. He's their franchise guy. He's the guy that they drafted. Uh, they used a first-round pick on is a top-five quarterback already. This is only, I think, third or fourth season in the NFL. So I, if they if they really end up losing Kyler Murray, it would be one of the biggest disappointments in Cardinals history. And you upset him with Cliff Kingsbury by just not playing well in the playoffs. And a lot of, a lot of that is on Kyler Murray. So I do think Kyler will stay, but Kyler does have to take the blame for some of this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's this is Kyler. I think he should not if he's embarrassed about the loss. It's also a lot because of him. He should not have done what he did in that playoff game. And a lot was his fault. And also, it's just not fair for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray, I think he was the first one to do the social media thing. If he feels embarrassed, he, was, yeah. he needs to start putting in the work and start start playing and acting a lot better. And I really don't know if Kyler even consulted with the Cardinals about this. And if he didn't, that's just, you can't do that as a team leader, as someone everyone looks up to around the league. You can't just unfollow the Cardinals without, if, if this is, if he didn't talk to the Cardinals, that would really be a bad way to go about this. I think that this is going to be a really game. And I'm actually, I think it's kind of weird that Kevin Durant is the captain but he's not playing because usually it's the two best players that automatically become the captains, but whatever. It's still going to be a really, well, really well, it was because I think it was because Kevin Durant had the most points in the East. So, or I can't exactly remember, but I know he had one of the most votes for all-star. So I think that's how they go about who becomes captain, even if you're hurt. Yeah, that's true. Arv. I'm just saying, I think it's a little weird that the captain isn't playing in the game, but anyway, as I was saying, I think that team LeBron is a really good team. It's almost as if this was the dream team for all the players this year in the NBA. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he might probably. I think he probably will win MVP this year. Stephen Curry, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Demar Derozan, really clutch shooter, who's in um, the MVP conversation. LeBron James, of course, we know who he is, captain. And Nikola Jokic, the MVP from last season. That's their team. LeBron starters, and then Team Durant starters are. Wait, quick. Before you get into that, how did Team LeBron even? I know they, that Team LeBron got that, but how did Team Durant? How did Kevin Durant really mess us up so much that LeBron has the, arguably five of the top seven best players in the NBA, and t- t- Team Durant's about to get demolished? Like, how did that even happen for Kevin Durant? Well, yeah, we'll get to our predictions, but I think that um. So let's go through Kevin Durant's picks. He picked Joel Embiid. I really like that pick. John Morant. I incredible I, I love that pick. I think that John Morant is gonna go off in this game. Jason Tatum, okay pick. I still don't think that he's the best Celtics player. And that was, that's been being proved over the past week with what Jalen Brown has been doing on the court. It's been 
it's been proved both ways, though. They're both, they alternate good games, but keep going. And then Andrew Wiggins, do not like that pick. I think instead of Andrew Wiggins, that there should maybe be Rudy Gobert playing and then Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks. I think that this is a good team, but it's nowhere close to Team Durant's team. I think Team Durant's team is going to destroy. I'm sorry, I think Team Durant's team is going to get destroyed because Joel Embiid is a good player, but Jokic can match up with him. John Moran's an incredibly good player. He's going to keep it remotely close instead of an extreme demolition. But Tatum, Wiggins, Young are, I think, their weak points. And that's exactly where Team LeBron is going to attack them because Team LeBron is basically all-star, is basically, there's no cracks in their starting line. There's nowhere to hit them. The paint is defended by Jokic and Antetokounmpo. They're, the outside, you have DeMar DeRozan, the clutch shooter, and Stephen Curry, the greatest shooter. And then you have, as Skip Bill says, the greatest driver of the basketball of all time, LeBron James. How are you supposed to defend or attack against that team? It's going to be extremely difficult. And I think that Team LeBron is going to destroy Team Durant, even though neither team are going to be trying very hard. And I think what I, the reason, okay, let me say this. If Team Durant had the first pick, Team Durant would win. The reason I say that is because, obviously, you have Team LeBron that got the first pick because he had the most votes. But it was LeBron, then KD took uh, Joel Embiid, which, yes, I like that pick. But then either if, even if you take Giannis, you leave LeBron with Durant, I mean, with Embiid. So either you, LeBron gets Embiid and LeBron, or LeBron gets LeBron and Giannis. So it's really not a question. I, I would have taken Giannis because it's the all-star game. It's not about MVP and how good you've been playing this season. I would have taken Giannis for Team Durant. However, I do agree with you, LeBron. Team LeBron is just stacked. You mentioned Team LeBron having no cracks. I think every single position for Team Durant has a crack. And you can find a, a snub front on Team Durant. I mean, you can just find that uh, you can just find that Rudy Gobert was not in the starting lineup. They still have Rudy Gobert, but still, you can find that Luka Doncic is not on. I mean, is not starting for Team Durant. You can find so many cracks in Team Durant. And when you look hard at Team LeBron, really the only thing that you find is that oh, well, LeBron recently. Well, we've seen LeBron has been playing really, really well. But if I have to pick a weak point for this team, for Team LeBron, it's going in the starting lineup. It's going to be LeBron. That's the only weakness that's in this team. And that's because LeBron is getting older. That's not because LeBron is bad. So it, his team is really, really solid. I really don't see a way they can lose unless they all start joking around, which usually happens in the All-Star game, but still usually the better team wins. And I think Team LeBron's 4-0, and I expect that to continue this game. So Brian Flores just got hired as the defensive assistant slash linebackers coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers after, well, we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator uh, retired. And then we saw that Brian Flores got fired from the Miami Dolphins after the winning season that he had. Um, and he, they really had an incredible season. Um, I believe they went nine and eight, if I'm not mistaken. And so they... They they just had a they they their team was not bad at all. They he was really making making good use of Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he was making Jalen Water one of the best receive best rookie receivers in the NFL, arguably a top top fifteen receiver. He was really us, utilizing um a bunch of players that were really not that great at their position, with the excuse of Jalen Waddle. I mean Devontae Parker's okay, um, and Tua's okay. He really has improved himself, 
But besides that, Brian Flores made do with a bunch of average to below average team, and he made them almost a playoff contender. I believe that their playoff um, hopes came to an end only, I think, three weeks before the season ended or two weeks maybe. So he yeah. had them in contention the whole year, and that's only because of the New England – their division is incredible. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, the Jets are bad every year. But besides yeah. that, their division is very good. And he was able to keep that team. There could have been three teams from the same division in the uh, in the AFC playoffs. That would have been incredible. And Brian Flores did not deserve to get fired. He did. He made. I think they went seven and one in their last eight games or something crazy like that. He. I, I can't stress enough the play calling, the the whole the overall coach he was, the way he carries himself, the way he really expresses his ideas to people, the way he really conveys what he's trying to do to people is just so inspiring. And I imagine it's the same way for the players. The players probably see him the same way as such an inspirational guy. And to go from the head coach with with a terrible team, I guarantee you, if if Mike McCarthy was a coach of that team, they'd be going below five hundred next year, Definitely. Or this year or whatever. But um, what I what I will say is you, you go from a head coach. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are as a head coach. Bill O'Brien and be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And then still you go from a head coach, no matter what, to a linebacker's coach. What? Yeah, I, yeah, mean, I agree. How, how do you go from a head coaching job to something that's defensive assistant and a linebacker, not even defensive coordinator, linebacking coach? Yeah, what? I agree. I think that. He, Brian Flores was a great head coach, and I think that he should not have taken this job. I think, I thought he said that he wouldn't, he probably wasn't going to come back to the NFL. I thought they, that he wasn't going to. I guess he really, really liked the NFL and the Steelers and what they're doing there, but I didn't think that he would come because he was such a good uh, defensive genius. So that's why he got hired as a defensive play, uh, defensive coach. But still, he was just such a coaching genius, in my opinion. He was really, really good. And I think that's pretty Very crazy. underrated. Yeah, and I think it's pretty crazy that now he's taking a linebacker position. I think he could have taken um, – he might have not been able to take one this year, but maybe next year. But whatever decision it is, I know that he's going to do very well because it's Brian Flores. And what there's been a lot of controversy about the Rooney rule, and that's what Brian Flores was suing the teams over um, of not of racial discrimination when they were hiring him. But I think it really speaks volumes to this job he took and what the NFL thinks about him now. I mean, you're still you just got fired, you're still looking for a job in the NFL, and you file a lawsuit against three specific teams. I mean, that's that's. Personally, I think it is the right thing to do. I mean, if you're being racially discriminated against, you have to do something about it. I, I'm a strong um, believer that racial discrimination is not good at all. Yeah. So, and our, I know our you are too. But um, it's I, I, I think Brian Flores is a very he's he's arguably the best leader in the NFL. He's as in terms of coaching, he's very outspoken, but in a good way. He knows what he's saying. He's a smart guy, and he just. I think this really diminishes a lot of his credit that he had and his credibility. You go from a head coaching job to an assistant, uh, defensive assistant and a linebacking coach. And I think a lot of that comes is because Mike Tomlin and he probably has strong ties with Mike Tomlin and because he probably wants to be part of a, uh, of a coaching regime. That's a minor of a coach of a head coach. That's a minority. And I think he he's really going to have to build himself back up from where he was to what he's going to become because he just, he sued the NFL 
and now he wants to get a job there, which I personally think he should have. If he wanted to get a job, he obviously did the right thing. But if he wanted to get a job, I think in his best interest of getting a job, it would have been best to do this later. But it doesn't matter. Just I'm really happy for him to get a coaching position. I was extremely angry when he got fired because it was so it, it was there was no reasoning behind it. It's just there was obviously something going on there, but he's one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. Yeah, agreed.